Welcome back, BTSC Steeler Nation. Welcome back, hashtag bad company. Welcome back, hashtag Shannon people. Welcome back, DeFeo men and women. Hey, that there it is, the DeFeo men. There you go. I, I would like that, uh, DeFeo men and women. Um, so uh, thanks for coming back. It is once again... It is the Steelers hangover and wow, we're getting ready for, uh, we're getting ready for the 53 man roster as we're 13, 13 days away from kickoff against the Buffalo bills. And boy, those guys, uh, those guys drive me crazy. The fans, the bills mafia. Oh gosh. I still have flashbacks from the last game I went to. And I watched a lot of videos today of them jumping through, not just jumping through flaming tables, but like WWE style, like body slamming women into into tables, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that, that's a that's a different that's a different mentality up in uh, upstate New York. Uh, I'd rather I mean, just do it, or Western New York. Yeah, this, see that's this is it. more this is safer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> until until then you end up with Tommy John surgery because you're curling the towel, but that's okay. Because, right. you know, Yinzers, <clears throat> Yinzers are good at that. Yinzers will be like, yeah, I had to go get physical therapy on my arm, my uh, shoulder and that. And uh, the reason was the doctor said, Hey, Stan, you've been, you've been taking that terrible towel and you've been twirling it way too much. And, but I know the Steelers need me twirling the towel and that. So that's why I'm doing it. So I, uh, I should get a Super Bowl ring next time they win in that. <laughs> you got to support so, the team. So, uh, Tony, is is that is that getting closer? Am I getting better with the Yenzer accent? That was really good. I was going to say that was really really good. I, I I don't know who you've been practicing on, but or off of, but <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's it's getting better. Well, Dave and Jeff, they're they're on me for my accents. They think I do the worst Yenzer accent, the worst everything accent. I mean, gosh, and I, I grew up in Western PA. And Johnstown is still Western PA. I I hold true to that. But <laughs> anyways, so let's talk about this. And we're we're talking about the confidence or time to panic. And we're going to get to that a little bit. There's some people panicking now. And there's some people saying, no, it's okay. They haven't played a game yet. We're going to get into that. But I teased this earlier. And this is a guy we want to talk about. Mr. Buck naked and robbed. Yes. <laughs> One juice Le'Veon Bell could be going to the Baltimore Ravens. There's a possibility. Now it looks like that uh, reports are coming out of uh, Charm City that they are not going to be going after Todd Gurley. And it could be a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Wow. That would be really interesting. What do you think, Tony? Do you think that's a possibility to see number 26 there in B-more? Oh, it's definitely a possibility. But as far as him being a major contributor, I, I think he's been washed up since at least 2019. I mean, 2017, you can you kind of see his decline, even though he still had a really good year. 2018, he, he held out the whole year, so you, you really couldn't tell where he was as far as his wear and tear. But since 2019, he's done basically nothing. So, I mean, if they get him fine, uh, it'd be fun to, you know, talk about twice a year, but, or twice during the regular season, but I'm not, I'm not worried about that as far as him making an impact for them. 
Shannon White, your thoughts? If he signs or not, I'm not concerned at all. I agree with Tony. Uh, he's done. Um, in that offense with Kansas City, uh, with Mahomes and all them weapons, uh, the line wasn't great, but they were still holes there mm-hmm. and, and opportunities, and, and he did next to nothing with them. They didn't even play him, and then he had a bad attitude about it afterwards, blaming Andy Reid. And uh, I, I just, like I said, if, if they sign him, I understand the Ravens signing him. You know, it's a shame what happened to Dobbins. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yes. that's terrible. That's something you just hate to see in the preseason. You hate to see it anytime to anybody. But, um, you know, you if you're going to beat the Ravens, you want to beat them at their best. And I hate that for that young man, but he'll be back. But if I was him, I'd, I'd go another direction because I think Bill's – he's done. You know what? You never cheer. I never cheer an injury. Mm-hmm. And that that is something <laughs> – I don't care what team they're on. Um, there's hopes and dreams and uh, – and, and and so much uh, riding on it, and you know I contend with the fact that when you watch these guys after the game meeting at mid- midfield, some of them are in the prayer circle together. Some there's guys hugging because they went to the same college. Hey, we were wondering, hey, why is James Pierre hugging Lamar Jackson? Why is that? And we find out they're this week they're first cousins. You know, you y- you don't know that. Bert Tavares says Ravens wouldn't be sorry for us. True, Bert, but here's this thing. I have always believed that Steeler fans are bigger than Ravens fans as far as uh, values. So I uh, I have no problem. I have no problem saying that, hey, I'd love to beat them at their best, and I hate to see it. Um, but so with that being said, yeah, I, I definitely, that, that really stinks. Um, but that's the news going around, and there's so many more things to look at. Christopher Levin says Bell looked like he lost his mojo when in Kansas City, and I, I believe that's what both of you were saying there. So, yeah, I, I kind of think that when you're looking at the two that are no longer with the Steelers uh, of the Killer Bees, Brown, Antonio Brown seems to be uh, winning that one. And uh, he seems to be the, the guy right now that, that – uh, is in a much better football situation. Let's let's just go ahead and put it that way. So, um, Chris Pugh just sent this through on on our uh, our channel here. Um, he says, "I think the Jags are keeping C.J. Henderson now, and Jacksonville is receiving a 2022 second round, sixth round pick, excuse me, in return for cornerback." Sydney Jones per source. I think somebody mentioned Sydney Jones as well. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't give you credit for that. I just remember seeing his name up there. Um, so that's what's happening. They're going to uh, Sydney Jones is on his way to Seattle. He played at the University of Washington, so that is uh, he's getting an opportunity to play for the Seahawks, whose uh, defense does not look like it did back in the day when you had the cam chancellors and the Earl Thomases and, and those guys, the, what was that? The Legion of boom. Is that what they called them? Oh, that was, that was a great run they had for two years there. What a great, what a great nickname though, too. Legion of boom. I, I gotta love that. It's still not the steel curtain, but Legion of boom. That's bad apple stuff there. I like that. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about this. Um, Before we get onto the main topic, and we've talked a little bit about confidence. We've talked a little bit about panic already, but we're going to get into that. 
there's a lot of people that were panicking today and they were panicking when they saw one Juju Smith Schuster on Twitter <laughs> doing the milk crate challenge and the milk crate challenge is, is new to me. This, this is where I, I start feeling like an old man. I don't feel like when I'm like, what they're, they're doing like an obstacle course on milk crates. Really? I, I mean, is, is that what this is guys? I, but I watched it. Now there's some people saying, Hey, look, they, he had spotters, but most of, most of the public, most of Steeler nation, most of the media are saying that this is once again, youth gone wild. And, you know, just not thinking about his playing days, not thinking about the team. So my question to you, uh, I, I'm going to wait. I'm, Tony's going to go last on this one. I'll go to Shannon because Tony's, uh, Tony has a rant coming on. I, I've known Tony for a long time. Tony's got a rant and, and we're going to let him roll in a second. So Shannon, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. Most guys, and we know it, we're dudes. Okay. Most guys don't reach their maturity until 25 <laughs> to 26. And I'm still waiting to do that. I'm still, I'm, I'm hoping that once I turn 50, that maybe the maturity is going to come. All right. So I think it's going to come there. I think there's a, I just don't think, do you think that this is something that Juju does not think that he's jeopardizing the team when he does this, Shannon? I've, usually there is clauses in these contracts, you know, and if, if you get hurt, you know, doing certain things. Um, I used to know Ron Gant and he was a, a baseball player for the Atlanta Braves back in the day. No, no, he, not, he was a baseball player. He's Ron Gant. Ron yeah, Gant he was, was good. good. He was great. <laughs> and uh, he had, uh, was riding a dirt bike in the off season and, and wrenched his leg up bad. And, you know, it ended up, he ended up, you know, he was just a superstar for the Braves and, and he missed the whole season and it was never the same. He had some good years with the Reds and, but um, what guys do in the off season and off the field, um, you know, can be, if it's dangerous, you know, um, now of course Juju has his good balance and everything like that. I'm, I'm more concerned with some of these decisions is he thinking that, you know, he's, he's a lot about his brand and he tries to make decisions there, but if he got hurt doing something like that, he could really hurt himself in his contract situation. Uh, that would be my main concern because it's kind of funny actually, but, uh, uh, he, you know, he's going to get a lot of flack. I'm sure that that one radio personality, I ain't going to mention his name. I, I'm sure he'll, he'll love to nail him on that one, you know, uh, cause he don't like him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely true and so i agree with that um a lot of people i mean there i want to bring up my buddy dennis again and I, I like this a lot no he doesn't which he's referring to he doesn't think about these things just like a b in that regard but juju is light years more mature than a b and so there's there's a lot of people uh there is a lot of people weighing in on this. Uh, Faustino Flores, Juju is a kid, yes, but he should know better. Don't care how many core exercises you do to improve your balance. The crates are bad for business. Now, 
I would like to unleash my good friend Tony Julius Defio because I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit back. Well, and I I'm gonna let this happen because I love Tony and stuff like this. Well, you know how you know how I am. I, this stuff just doesn't matter to me at all. I mean, like like with the Devin Bush thing from what a couple months ago now, I guess. I had to tread lightly there because it involved an animal, and, and, and even though he had nothing to do with that, uh, he just retweeted something. But this, I mean, I watched it. And I'm like, if if I didn't know any, but if, if I didn't know anything <laughs> about social media, and I just watched that guy do this challenge, I think, oh, that's pretty funny. It's pretty funny, you know. He 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 did he did this, he did this stupid milk crate challenge like everybody else is doing. I don't I don't know what it means to me. I would I would you know it it, it doesn't resonate with me but i would think oh he's just having he's he's having i hate to say having fun because people make fun of that with uh juju but it didn't look that dangerous to me honestly i mean it didn't look that these guys this guy in particular he goes over the middle all the time he's a tough receiver he knocked out vontas perfect with a block he does crack back blocks you know a lot of these guys do do uh, flips in the end zone after they score touchdowns you know, and we're worried about this guy doing a, a uh, milk crate challenge and and he didn't even fall. OK, he did it once. He didn't even fall. It's over now. And yet we're going to we're going to talk about this probably for the next week until something else happens and they do something else. You know, but it's, this is everything with Juju. Every, everything. He, this is a guy that should be a, a, a fan favorite. And he really is by and large. But the media keeps trying to trying to drag him down. Every time he does something, it's like it's like they, they go on, on their soapbox and they're like, oh, uh, this is why they don't win. His priorities are out of whack. He was dancing in the playoff game when they were losing. Just give it a rest. Uh, let the guy go. I, I'm surprised he signed, resigned here, honestly. I'm surprised he resigned with them because, uh, again, he should be – this is Heinz Ward uh, 2.0, and people are treating him like crap. I just That's all I have to say about it. Okay, um, definitely emphatic. We uh, we we could tell that uh, Tony is uh, undecided on the whole thing, so we'll just <laughs> we'll just leave that there. You know, <sighs> the the only thing I don't want to be guy shaking fist at clouds. I don't want to be. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! All I'm saying is, my gosh, if that goes wrong, though, people are gonna go crazy. I'm not worried about it either. I'm just going to say when one of those moves goes wrong, it's going to be the wrath of Khan here. And I'm not talking about Omar Khan. I, I, it's it's just going to be bad is all I'm going to say. So I'm, I'm done shaking fist of clouds. I'm just the guy bringing it up. The other thing I want to talk about too is my gosh, we talked about Rocky too. We talked about, we're going to talk about some fisticuffs. I mean, Logan Paul had that big, uh, that big fight yesterday, and uh, and I tell you what, I am not gonna, I, I'm not gonna ride the fence on this. Somebody knock that guy out, please. I remember when he was when he was on, not Logan Paul, uh, was it? It was Jake, Logan's his brother. So Jake had the fight, and uh, Josh Parker says Jake is a Browns fan too. You know they, uh, actually, what he came out. And with like all this Cleveland stuff on, I didn't see any Browns on there though. I saw Cavs and Indians like crazy, but all I'm saying is somebody knock this dude out. I <laughs> I would love to see it. Um, but anyways, 
why did I even bring him up? Oh, there was a fight. <laughs> there was a fight in practice today. And now this is just not undercard stuff. This is not two guys fighting for the roster. This is superstars. The yeah. one guy is Minka Fitzpatrick, and he's fighting, or vice versa, Chase Claypool. Don't know what happened in this, but it was a <laughs> brouhaha, and my gosh, I need to hear more on what happened. Shannon White, do you think this is a problem, or is this just uh, you know, the heat of August, you know, uh, passion comes into play, or is this, uh, is this dissension? No, this is this is nothing to be concerned about. Like you said, it's you know, season getting ready to start and and uh, passion is high and, and uh, uh, no, I I don't think it's anything at all to be concerned about. Tony Defio. No, I mean these things happen all the time. I guess I guess context would would matter, and and they're not really allowed to say what what happened. The people who are reporting it on Twitter, the uh, the media people, but unless it, unless somebody got like you know. Yeah, really went went after somebody else, and there were there were uh, punches landing, and somebody you know got his nose broke, or mm-hmm. they were using weapons. Like remember twenty years ago with the um that the big brawl in the, in the locker room during training camp, and somebody was swinging a chair. I, I forget who it was. That was like uh, Jason Gilden or something. And and Ed Bouchette said he was using the shotgun method. He was swinging at everybody in sight. He didn't he didn't care who who it hit. If it's that kind of fight, that might be a story. If it's just mm-hmm. like a couple years ago when uh when Cam and, and Big Albert went at it, okay, but that, that happens. It happens in in football all the time, and, and I, I like the the, uh, the competitive spirit of both of them. They're you know they're, they're this close to the season, and, and they're fighting in camp or in practice now. So I I, I think it's unless, again unless it's something really egregious, I, I don't care. It's it, it's nothing, no big deal. Yeah, this this reminds me of uh, season one of Ted Lasso when Jamie Tart went after. Roy Kent, and it it was almost disastrous for uh, AFC Richmond. Have you guys watched? <laughs> if you have not watched, it is the greatest yeah. show ever. I am a huge <laughs> Ted Lasso fan. Somebody watch that show so I could talk about it, please. I, I'll do a whole I gotta, podcast. I have to just, watch it. I'll do a podcast just talking about Ted Lasso if I could. <laughs> I, I got to see this show because I, 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 it sounds like it would be right up my alley, and, and I just got to get Amazon Prime, I guess. No, it's Apple. It's Apple TV. Apple. I tried Apple. Apple. Okay. Yeah, Tony, I'll give you. I'll give you my password. Uh, that's that's how much you've got to watch this show. So so okay. somebody can talk to me about it. Oh, is that is that bad? I mean, I, I got a free because I got Sunday tickets. So I mean, I mean, um, hey, if it's free, it's I, me. I paid for. I paid a lot for a Sunday ticket. That drives me crazy. So here's the deal, guys. Things were going great. Game one, Hall of Fame game, Canton, Ohio. You beat up on the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Week two, hey, you turn around, you win a preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles, and you had to come back a little bit in that game. Preseason game number three, you you brought your starters in, and you looked really good in the first half against the Detroit Lions. And then, now, apples to oranges – the Pittsburgh Steelers were playing a lot of threes and fours. They had they had some starters out there, but you had a lot of number ones 
because of the fact that this was the final game in a three-game preseason for the Carolina Panthers, final game for the four-game preseason for the Steelers, and those guys weren't out there. Still, how bad of a taste did that leave in people's mouths? So my question to you, Shannon, where is your confidence? Are the Pittsburgh Steelers in a confidence room right now, or are they in a panic room? I literally, I really do hate that last preseason game. Um, I've had many opportunities to go to Carolina and, and watch it. People tried to give me tickets and it's bad enough to watch at home. I don't want to sit up in the nosebleeds and, and watch that game uh, with a lot of guys who are, are not going to make the squad. And it's mainly, if you're a good team, it's mainly a way to find out what you're, you know, two or three guys who may be fringe on the fringe on the cusp of making the team or not. Uh, you know, you're not going to play any starters. If you do, like this year, the Steelers played some of their starting line to try to get them some work. Um, but, you know, that because they're still not settled on the line uh, for sure going into this first game. So, but other than that, pretty much it was backups across the board. Now, I, I was watching to see how, you know, Jameer Jones did, uh, to see how James Fair did starting on, you know, on the outside. And, and uh, you know, I was focusing on certain guys. So it, it wasn't as – my confidence is not shaking. If they'd have went out and won big uh, against Carolina's uh, starters, uh, I would have been impressed. But it wasn't going to affect my confidence that much either way. So I, I'm, I'm, it didn't shake me uh, that much. It, it just was very boring. <laughs> Tony, what are you thinking? Actually, my, my confidence was uh, was solidified or strengthened, heightened with uh, the, the third game with when with Ben playing the way he did and, and, and the team overall playing the way it did. And I mean, you could say it was kind of a similar situation to what we saw on uh, Saturday because the, the Lions weren't necessarily playing their best players and they're a struggling team to begin with, whereas that was the dress rehearsal game for the Steelers. Um, this game, you know, the, the Panthers, are, are they, had, they had a different agenda. They're playing their starters. They're, they're trying to, 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 you know, Matt Rule, that's his name, the coach. He's trying to create a culture there. An identity. They're a struggling franchise, or at least they have been the last couple of years. So he's trying to establish an identity. And the Steelers, their their agenda was looking at younger players and 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 protecting the uh, their their valuable ones, their starters. So you know, I'm not surprised that it was a lopsided game. It would it would have been nice to see some some uh, some of the youngsters show out and really uh, have a big game. But it doesn't mean that 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 you know I'm I'm worried about the depth necessarily. Overall, absolutely, fellas. I uh, I agree with that, but I could speak for senior editor Jeff Hartman and myself when I say this that man, we were dreading doing that post game show. So I just wanted to go to bed at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ah, we've got to we've got to take care of some business. And so, you know, we just about a year ago we had to go see <clears throat> the counselor at my daughter's school. And there was nothing wrong, but uh, the, the, there was uh, some things that we were talking about. And in that meeting, man, I, I took offense to something that she said. She said, well, in talking to you, I would just like to say that I think you have adult attention deficit disorder. 
And I was, I was like, really, really, you say that? So the reason I'm saying that is I want to just address my friend Napoleon and Rags. <laughs> WTF is bad talking about. I wish he would focus. I just can't at this point. I, uh, I'm the tangent king. I do that to, I do that to Mrs. Bad all the time. I go off on tangents. I cannot help it. So for me, I still have confidence in this team. And I think about something when I'm looking at the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is what comes to mind. We were looking at guys like Dwayne Haskins. And a lot of people are asking about where do we see Dwayne Haskins? Now, a lot of people have less confidence in Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was, it didn't matter that he was uh, playing against ones and twos the other day. He didn't have his best day, but how much would you like to see Dwayne Haskins when it can, I mean, I'm not, you don't want this because you want Ben in there, but if you have Dwayne Haskins in there and he's playing with Najee Harris and he's playing with Chase and Juju and Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth and those guys with the offensive line, and he's getting supported by the number one defense, he's going to have a lot more help, and he's not going to be out on an island. So when people are talking about Dwayne Haskins, I just want to caution you and say that he was kind of out on an island in that game. Is Are we re ready to anoint him the, uh, the man in waiting, the QB1 in waiting? No. But I, I still think that there's a, there is a reason to keep a player like that on the, on the roster. So um, with that being said, fellas, we got a couple more minutes here. I said it was going to be a short, short show tonight. I knew it wouldn't be because we're so excited with everything going on. So I'm going to throw some names at you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw, throw one at you. And uh, let us know what you both think about this. Benny Snell Jr. Stay or go? Cut. Go. Shannon? Yeah, Shannon? Cut. I say cut for sure. Kalen Balazs is so exciting. I, I mm -hmm. just can't I, I just can't see them not having room for a guy like him. So with that being said, let's stay with in the running back room. Jalen Samuels. Tony, start. I'm gonna say keep. Really? Or stay? Okay. Yeah. That's a cut. cut. There you go. Um, let's go ahead and go on the defensive side of the ball. Ulysses Gilbert the third. Shannon. <laughs> cut. Tony. Unfortunately for him, cut. Isaiah Bugs, Tony. Keep. Shannon. Keep. Isaiah Loudermilk, Shannon. No, keep. Tony? Oh, yeah, keep. Okay, here's a question for you guys. I, I asked on the show yesterday. Chris Wormley, is he going to be as valuable as Tyson Alulu has been in the past couple of years? as an alternate on that defensive line. Tony. Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think so. I think Alou is a, 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 a just a better player. 
you know, a higher pedigree, former first round pick. So no, I, I think he can still be pretty good, but he, he won't be as, as valuable as a Lulu. Shannon. I'm not sure what's going on with to Uh, I don't see how he can come back and start week one and hasn't been hitting at all. That's a recipe for disaster. Talking about getting hurt. Um, so I think Wormley's going to have to play. And so, you know, that's going to make him very, very valuable. I don't think he's going to be as good as Lulu, who, you know, was close to being a Pro Bowl player last year. Um, you know, he was that good. But uh, I do think Wormley is much better this year. He's heavier than he was last year. Uh, he's playing more physical and stout, you know, against the run. And uh, he's very valuable with the situation with Tuit right now. I think Wormley is a guy that we will all love in the next couple of years if he is still a Pittsburgh Steeler. I think he is very valuable on that defensive line. I'm just going to say, yeah, I, I think he is. Now, speaking of Tyson Alulu and Stefan Tuitt, Tyson Alulu comes out today and says that Stefan Tuitt will be ready in week one. That's, uh, I mean, Shannon <laughs> talked about that early on, and I know what you just said. You don't see where he could be ready. And so I'm not going to uh, go ahead and uh, we're not going to go ahead and revisit that. But yeah, I agree with you, Shannon, that it would be awfully tough just to jump right in. But I got to say, Alulu knows more than we do right now because he's playing right next to him. Well, hasn't been playing right next to him, but knows what he needs. Um, Mark Cabali just came out with, uh, with this. The Steelers don't have plans on re-signing Shakur Brown to their practice squad per source. The Steelers gave him the highest bonus they ever gave out to a rookie undrafted free agent, $25,000, and they are not planning on bringing him back. The Falcons, according to Jeremy Fowler, are releasing pass rusher Tuzar Skipper. Tuzar's back. <laughs> not in Pittsburgh, but he's back on the market, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, man. I thought he was... I thought he was one bad apple. I was like, that guy has the look. I loved, I loved me some Tuzar Skipper back in the day. But I always laugh at the guy who bought the Tuzar Skipper jersey. Um, <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like, oh, he's on the Giants. It's like, man, we're the same number. You just, you know, just get some markers out there. Hey, um, yes. Hey, you know, Skipper, it's a great name. You know, and like you said, he had the look. Um, but he like Jameer Jones is is a more well-rounded complete player. Uh four games, four sacks, led the team in special teams tackles. He's he was everything this preseason. People want to compare him to Skipper, but Jones is far ahead in his development and is a complete player. And he offers more to the Steelers than Skipper ever did. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. think a lot of it was the way he looked in that name. And he had everybody excited. I remember I, I was super high on him. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, had he a, yeah, he had a mean look too. He's yeah, mm -hmm. he, uh, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. And I'm going to back you up with what you said there, Shannon White, but I'm gonna back it up this way. And how I'm gonna back it up is simply saying this in the first and second quarter, Jamar Jameer Jones was getting to quarterbacks. Tuzar Skipper was doing it in the third and fourth mm -hmm. quarters. Yes. And in preseason games, that is the true measuring stick, if you ask me. So right. I think we all believe that Jameer Jones should make the team. 
Will he? Just real quick, <laughs> yes or no? Shannon, yes or no? Yes, I think he has to. Tony? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that leaves a conversation for another man. Quincy Roche, Q from the U. Tony? Uh, it all depends. If they, keep, if they keep five, I think he makes it. It just depends what they want to do. You know, sometimes they go four and five, four inside, five edge. Then they'll do five edge, four inside. It just depends where they're going there. Jameer has to make it. Man, I see a lot from Q from the U as well. Um, I don't think he stays on a practice squad. He ends up yeah. in another locale. I definitely think he's one of those guys. So, Shannon, we're going to wrap this up, and I'm going to ask you, this question, who from the defensive backfield is going to be gone? And who do you think ultimately is going to be the starting slot corner? Mm. Well, I don't know. Do we, I don't know if we consider Marcus Allen uh, the backfield now, or is he strictly an inside linebacker? Because, you know, they had him in the slot a little bit at times. Of course, I think Killebrew, you know, makes him expendable. Uh, you know, if we're going to keep five inside five, um, you know, uh, edge guys or outside linebackers, then you're going to be going to have to get rid of one of your defensive linemen you don't want to get rid of. Um, so I, I think Allen could be gone. And um, I think that, again, it's going to be a committee. I think it's going to be uh, – Sutton in the slot, Norwood maybe, and Killebrew. Uh, uh, and then uh, I think Mallet makes the team and and uh, because he's a little bit – can do a little bit more than all of the rest of them. All right, Tony, I'm going to ask you a different question. Mark Gilbert is number 17 or whatever number he is issued. Is he on the 53-man roster? This is a guy I'm in love with, and I really think he could be a guy that we talk about later. Well, I, since he survived Saturday's cut uh, and Brown and, and Wade didn't, I, I think he, he makes it. And I think, surprise, I think Arthur Millett's going to get cut or, or or put on injured reserve. How about that? Yeah, because I don't know what the health status with Arthur is. Um, he said you know, he'll be back this week. That's what I've seen him on Twitter say, but we'll see. Yeah, but Shannon, I say that I'm 220 and I'm not. <laughs> I mean, so... I mean, yeah, that's that's what we say, and and Stefan too. It's going to be back this week too. Uh, with that being said, 13, 13 days. When does TJ Watt sign on the dotted line, or does he not, Tony? I'm going to say he doesn't sign. Honestly, I think I think it, this goes into next off season. Shannon White. I think it's all that guaranteed money. I really do. I think that's a holdup. So. Um, it could happen, but I'm going to say no. I'm with Mark Tobin. Happens this weekend. Uh, another question that somebody asked here, so I'm going to say one more guy because we've uh, talked about somebody's talked about Miles Killebrew, which I really think he has an opportunity to make this team. But the the question is Justin Lane. Where are you guys on Lustin Jane number thirty one? <laughs> Tony, has he got a job? I think you have to keep him because, you know, how many outside corners do you have as far as depth behind uh, Hayden and, and Pierre? It's, it's pure outside corners. I think I think you have to keep him. 
And Shannon? It depends on how much faith that the coaching staff still has in him. Uh, I, I just see him. They say he's improved some, but I just see him keep seeing him get toasted. Uh, I actually like Mark Gilbert better. Um, but, uh, I, you know, the pedigree might keep laying around. Here's my hot take. Najee Harris makes the 53-man roster, and he starts Woo. on opening day. So <laughs> what I know, a garbage I, take. Uh, <laughs> garbage take. There you go. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We cannot do these shows without you. It is not possible, so thank you so much. Once again, Bad Dad, my dad, William Leonard Davis, along with the legendary John Kolb, have 74th birthdays today. For me, it's uh, I got to go with Bad Dad, Sweet Willie. I love you. Happy birthday once again. Thank you for making me a Steeler fan because that's why I believe black and gold. It's because of that fella right there who went to the Super Bowl, with, took my mom and didn't take me. And Terry Bradshaw agrees with him, and I'm still mad about that. But, hey, we'll get to a Super Bowl together this time. My treat, Dad. All right, with that being said, three things you all have got to do. It's so important to us. Hashtag Bad Company, BTSC, our fans, our followers, our friends, and our family here. Number one be safe. That's the most important thing. Got to be safe. Just as important as number two, be true to yourself. If you aren't who you are, then you're going against the grain of what makes you special. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. And to quote the great Rowdy Roddy Piper and Ric Flair, just when you think you've got all the answers, we keep changing the questions. Woo! Good night, my friends. 13 days. We love you. Yeah.